Welcome once again to Devotional. This is Pastor Ariel. We are on lesson number eight, entitled Season of Parenting. Well, the lesson this week is quite big, so I divided it into two separate podcasts. Um, and even in this first podcast, we're going to be looking at two different topics, um, very sensitive ones. Uh, the first one is the being without a child and wanting one, being childless. And the other one is being a single parent or parent-less, uh, not being one parent less than the ideal. And though, though these are sensitive subjects, the Bible addresses them in a very hopeful way. Before we dive in, though, I do want to let you know that this is, your, if your first time listening to devotional, this is not just about a Sabbath school lesson. Um, if you're wondering what all these things are, in the podcast description, you will find links to download all of these resources, plus more for free. Um, they are Bible apps, Bible reading apps, Bible listening apps. Um, there's, of course, this lesson. There's a missionary videos to inspire you to serve God and give all of yourself to him. Many other things that I, as I stumble upon them, I'll post them there. And also, um, I encourage you to visit my Facebook post, uh, a devotional podcast. Uh, don't forget that to make the double L, devotion all, A-L-L podcast. There's a link, of course, in the description that will take you directly there. Every day or so, I try during my morning devotions, if I find a verse that touches my heart, inspires me, I will post it there as well. Something for you to read, something that maybe hopefully will inspire you, encourage you. So all of these resources, I'm just trying to make um, as a hub to provide resources for you so that your devotional life can grow and thrive. And of course, we want to center on God's Word. So we're going to be talking about uh, being childless and being a single parent. I'm going to tackle in this first section the, the being childless condition. Um, of course, the Bible speaks of options that we have in this situation. If if uh, biologically we cannot uh, bring children into this world, we have adoption. Um, Jesus himself was adopted by Joseph. And so and there's many other uh, scenarios in the Bible where that is a very noble, very beautiful experience. Um, but some parents may not, that may not be an option for them. Um, there is others, another option, and that's what I'm going to spend a little bit more time in this podcast. And I've called it spiritual adoption. I'm going to read some verses to you to hopefully help you understand what that means. The first one is from 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 2, where Paul, addressing Timothy, of course, this is a letter written to him, he addresses him by saying to Timothy, a true son in the faith. Uh, apparently, Paul loved this young man so much, he felt like a spiritual father to him. He had invested of himself to grow and nurture and disciple and mentor this young man into a spiritual leader. And I'm going to read to you another verse, Judges chapter 5, verse 7. Uh, this is a poem uh, out of that book, and it, it reads like this. Village life ceased, it ceased in Israel, until I, Deborah, arose, arose as a mother in Israel. So we have two components here that are clearly spiritual. Uh, a mother, a spiritual mother for Israel, and a spiritual father for Israel or for the church. For individuals that lack a spiritual father, a spiritual mother, which is for me a beautiful way of supplementing. The church can supplement what uh, sin may have deprived us from. Um, maybe we could look at couples that don't have children, though they would want to have children. 
um, maybe we could look at that situation as an opportunity, an opportunity that God may be providing for you to fulfill a promise God has made in Psalms 27 verse 10. Psalms 27 10 says, When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Or as the New International Version says, He will receive me. How does God fulfill that promise? How does God fulfill the promise that if my father and my mother or either one would forsake me, then the Lord would take care of me? Some podcast back, we looked at a lesson in which we address the issue of spiritual widows in church. And what I'm looking at right here is the possibility of God uh, providing a resource for spiritual orphans in the church. And he would do this through individuals that may not have biological children of their own, but have time and resources and definitely a heart for encouraging, mentoring, discipling, investing of themselves spiritually to grow these spiritual orphans within the church. There are children in our church who may not be mentored, nor are being discipled spiritually in their homes. Possibly their parents are unbelievers, or maybe one of the parents is an unbeliever and has a great influence on that spiritual, the spiritual tenor of the home. Maybe the grandparents are the ones that bring him to church, but the parents whom the child lives with provides no spiritual nurturing. That is a spiritual orphan. Or parents that maybe have their, their child enrolled in a Christian school. In Oakwood, we have a, a, we're blessed with Oakwood Academy and Oakwood Academic Center. But the reality is, is that not every parent that has their child in our school goes to church themselves. They may, att- may attend another church, but the, there are parents that, um, as far as I know, do not attend any church and have no inclination to spiritual things. Um, or there are those that they are the only ones in their family who are Christians, who are, have accepted Christ into their lives. They're the only ones who have joined the church. So home life is a very lonely spiritual life. They are, in effect, spiritual orphans. And this promise of Psalms 27 verse 10, maybe couples that do not have biological children could prayerfully uh, make themselves available to be the fulfillment of this promise on these children that are present, I believe, in every congregation. Just like um, there are spiritual widows, we have spiritual orphans, children who need not to hear other sermons. They do not need to be given a book. They do not need to be given a DVD. They do not need to hear Christianity. They need to see Christianity. They need a spiritual father, a spiritual mother that will seek to make a long-term spiritual commitment to be a healthy spiritual influence, to grow them spiritually in the context of a Christian loving friendship. I'm gonna give you an example of one of my churches, um, there we have a member named Robin, and she has grown children now. They're not, you know, they're young adults. They have left their homes to try to make it out on their own. And um, so she lives by herself. And some time ago, we had baptized in, in search, uh, short succession, three young adults, um, most of them from non, a non-Christian context. Um, and so they were in the church as young adults and to some extent, I would, I would see them as spiritual orphans. They needed someone to take them under their wings. And providentially, Robin ended up uh, being brought into their lives. I believe God allowed this to happen. And 
It was beautiful to see that Robin, though at times she may have been limited in some of her resources, she was willing to give everything of what she had. She would provide wonderful Sicilian meals. She's, she has Italian blood in, uh, in her. And she's very passionate in, in giving of herself. And that totally resonated. That is exactly what these young adults needed. She provided food. She opened their homes. You know, almost every Sabbath they were there enjoying fellowship with her. She would hear their stories. She would feel their heartaches. She would pray for them. She showed them God's love. It did not take long for these young adults to truly value and appreciate Robin as their spiritual mother, a mother in Israel. Someone who didn't just teach them about Jesus Christ, but actually showed his love to them in very tangible, real ways. So, if you ask Robin how it feels to be a mom again, she'll tell you that there have been tears. There have been moments in which the heartache over these kids and seeing them trying to get them to make good decisions. She was parenting them again, but she committed to it. And with that, there was special joy in her life because she realized she was becoming the fulfillment of God's promise for these young adults to take them in. When my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord will take me in. How? Through spiritual mothers, through spiritual fathers to take these spiritual orphans and raise them spiritually for the Lord. Isn't that what James tells us in James 1.27? That is what constitutes pure and genuine religion, to take care of the orphans, those that are spiritually neglected, those that may have biological fathers, but to all extents and purposes, they are spiritually dead in trespasses and sins and cannot nourish, nurture, or disciple these young people. I have a question for you. Are there spiritual orphans in your sphere of influence, in your church? They may not be necessarily children. They may be older adults or young adults, like in this situation, but they are spiritual orphans nonetheless. Will you reach out to them with the love of Christ? Will you demonstrate to them that your religion is pure and genuine? Will you choose to allow yourself to be the fulfillment of that promise that even if my father and my mother were to forsake me, the Lord will take me in and he would take me in through your arms. So we have addressed the notion, the very sensitive notion of being childless and a possible option that the scriptures provide for us. Now we're going to deal with the other sensitive uh, topic of being a single parent. Being a single parent is very hard, but the Bible tells us that it is not impossible. Something special can happen when God is brought front and center into a single parent home. God brings parenting resources. Um, and what do I mean by that? <clears throat> well, we have these things that we need in, in large doses on a very day, daily basis. We have the fruits of the Spirit, and we could all need more love, more joy, peace, patience, definitely, more kindness, more goodness, more faithfulness. Could, could we not use a little bit more gentleness? Could you not use more gentleness in your lives? And everyone's favorite, right? Self-control. Could we not as parents and single parents, 
when God could not we make use of these resources that God brings with him? You can see that list in Galatians chapter 5, verses 2 and 22 and 23, the fruits of the Spirit that we cannot produce, we cannot generate of ourselves with any amount of effort. These are gifts. These are things that God places and grows and nurtures within us. And boy, do we need them. You know, this is something God produces in us, not something we develop on our, on our own. So being a single parent with God front and center gives us this notion of not trying harder, but to try God, to let Him into our lives. God brings energy. God, God brings uh, a energy to continue pressing on. Um, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31 says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their, their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We all need renewed strength because we get tired. And if you're a single parent, you don't have the option of someone else uh, giving you a break, someone else taking over for you. But you can lean on the Lord. The Lord can miraculously intervene in your life. His grace is sufficient. God brings with Him grace. Psalms 103 verses 2 and 3 again invites us to bless the Lord and to not forget all of His benefits. And the very first benefit that we have as parents from the Lord is that He forgives all of our iniquities. You know, all of us as parents, we make mistakes. Uh, so we, we need forgiveness of God. We need God's merciful interventions so that we can relearn re better ways of parenting our little ones. So we do not need to continue reliving our mistakes that we have been making or thinking that we have blown it. There is grace with the Lord. And when single parents bring God full front and center in their lives, they can experience His grace encouraging them, helping them to not relive the past, rather press on and move on. God brings promises. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 4-5 through says, we have been given exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you and I may be partakers of the divine nature. We may have God's character within us, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. There are many of these precious promises just waiting like precious jewels for you to discover them as you spend time, invest time studying the Word of God. And it's not just finding them, bringing them bringing these promises to the one who made them so that he can fulfill them you will never waste time searching for these promises in god's word and you'll discover them in the most unexpected part of the bible so find them in faith and claim them lastly god brings hope romans chapter 4 verse 18 and i'm going to read from the new living translation i love how this updates it and makes it clear it says even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping. I'm going to read that again. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping. God brings hope. When what's before our eyes tells us we should quit, the hope of God empowers us to press on. We hope in a God who is faithful. So all of these things and more God brings into the picture when he is allowed to be front and center of a single parent home. You know, 
I'm going to tell you the story of Eunice. She's in the, a Bible character. You may know already who I'm referring to, but if you don't, she's Timothy's mom. And she was a spiritual widow. We've talked about her already in a previous episode uh, of Devotional. Her husband was an unbeliever, an unbelieving Greek. She was a Jewish mom that married an unbelieving uh, Greek individual, and they had a child named Timothy. So for all intents and purposes, we have those two elements present here, a spiritual widow with a spiritual orphan. And that's the Timothy that Paul took under his wings. He became he, that supplement, that fulfillment of that promise. And she was a single mom. Yet all that God's bring, that God brings into a single parent home supplemented what was lacking there. Timothy became a great leader for the church, even though he grew up in a spiritual single parent home. There are many other situations. I mean, we don't have time to explore. The Sabbath school lesson focuses on Mary, the mother of Jesus. She was a widow, and because of that, she became a single parent, not just of Jesus, but many other children as well. And she was not rich. She, was, she did not have much substance to sustain these children. So it must have been very difficult to grow up in the home of a poor single mother woman, not a single father. It was worse, a single mom. In that time and culture, women had less than men could have as far as uh, societal benefits or opportunities. So the, the childhood of Jesus was, was marked. He grew up with a single mom. There's hope. There's hope for us who are single parents. The Bible clearly presents these things. And you need, you have this great uh, appeal from God. Allow me to be front and center into your life. I will tell you a story of today. A story that I saw played out over the years. I made a beautiful family while I was in Columbus, Ohio. They invited me many times into their homes. And it was similar to the situation of Timothy. The mom was a very devout and committed Christian. The father was still on the fence. Very nice gentleman. Very friendly. Um, very personable. Been to their homes many times. But he was just, I don't know what kept him from making a decision for the Lord. That would have been so wonderful, so ideal. But it did not happen. Christian was the youngest of the whole family, uh, all boys, one girl. And Christian grew up in this home. And he loved both his parents dearly. He loved, he loved his mom. He admired his dad, very athletic man, um, a very confident man, a, a little boy's dream of a father. It was very painful for Christian to see their parents' marriage just dissolve and eventually head to divorce. And his dad moving out it was a very painful spiritual crisis for christian christian loved his dad with all his heart many nights spent crying but as that promise of psalms 27 10 says when a father or a mother is missing god steps in and he did his mom prayed her spiritual life she, she clung to the lord even more the grandma also was praying the aunties were praying and God provided time and time again, not just for their material needs, but more importantly, for their emotional and spiritual needs. I love this family to this day. In a few months, I'll be down there again in that church, and I look forward to having fellowship with them. And I love the Father, too. I pray for Him. He's a very kind man, and I pray that the seeds that of truth that were planted in His heart will bear fruit for the glory of God. This was a very difficult experience to witness. Yet, through all of this, today, Christian 
has graduated from a good Christian college. He has chosen to commit himself to be a, a preacher, a pastor, a minister, serving the Lord, witnessing to other young people about a God. About a God he has learned works his greatest miracles in our most dark and painful parts of our lives. God work in Eunice's single home. God work in Christian's single parent home. God can and wants to work in your home as well. You know, Matthew 19.26 says, With people, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Will you place God front and center in your home? Even when it seems that things may not be getting better, will you still choose to cling to Him, His promises, His hope, His forgiveness? Even if you, if you, if you think things are getting worse, will you still trust Him? Will you still have hope in Him? God is faithful, and God will never fail any of His promises He has made to us. He is eager to demonstrate His grace and power in your home. Will you trust Him? I sincerely hope you received a special blessing from today's episode on devotional. I pray it has inspired you to turn the study of God's Word into a daily habit, as well as using the study tool of our Sabbath School lesson. If you haven't yet subscribed on iTunes or whichever platform you listen in, would you please do so now? This way, you will be notified each time I publish a new episode. It would also mean a lot to me if you would leave a rating and a review of this podcast. You doing this will help others discover the spiritual resource. I would really appreciate this. I would love for you to connect with me through my Facebook page, Devotional Podcast. There's a link in the show's description that will take you there. I will regularly post additional resources there as well. It would be so good to hear what you like and what I could do to make this podcast a bigger blessing for you. Lastly, would you consider making a monthly 99 cent contribution to this podcast? It would help offset the long-term cost of producing each episode. Thanks again for listening. Look forward to our next time together in the next episode of Devotional. Until then, this is Pastor Ariel inviting you to devote all you are and all you have to our Lord Jesus Christ.